0: This is episode 30 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, Jen interviews David and Leslie from All Sons and Daughters. You can also head over to thechurchcollective.com and read the written interview as well. This is a really great band. We have a giveaway going on over there if you're listening to this one. It's fresh out. So be sure to enter to get uh, All Sons and Daughters' latest album. And here we go with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 30. To start, I'd love to just uh, hear a little bit about when you both started first playing music and, um, you know, like did you guys grow up playing music and then how did the two of you kind of come to be?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, we both did start playing music. We were, um, we actually met when we were uh, five years old.
2: (laughs) Nice.
1: (laughs) started a polka band.
2: He's totally touring. traveling. you like
1: polka band. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I mean I, I I grew up in the church. My dad was a music minister, and so I kind of grew up singing in church. I didn't I didn't really start playing any instruments until I was uh, in high school, and um, yeah, it was just one of those things where I, I was the only guy in my youth group who knew how to play the guitar, and so mm-hmm. obviously I would lead worship. <laughs> um, because why else wouldn't, I, you know, so. Right, right. um, so I started doing that for, for, um, for high school and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was just one of those things that I, I, I didn't really know what I was diving into, but, um, I was a part of it. And so I kind of grew up just loving music and love being around it and kind of fell into coming into college, um, Started a band with some guys and just fell in love with the art of creating and kind of just um just flowed on into all that.
2: Uh, both of us were interested in writing songs for the church, and I was serving there on staff, and David was traveling with another band, and— mm-hmm. um, and so I, my story is kind of similar to David's. I grew up in church and started playing guitar at a young age and very similarly, Oh, you play the guitar. We need a guitar in the praise band. And, uh, so it's just, it's really cool. Cause I, I tell kids a lot these days, high school, especially some of the kids in our youth group. I'm like, you just don't know how God's writing your story right now. You know, the things that you might not seem that interested in or feel that interested in may be exactly how God is shaping, um, your story down the road. And so as I wasn't very interested in worship music at the time. For me, it was just more or less a way to play music and be a part of something. Uh, But over the years, God totally grew my heart for it. And I would have never said that I would be working at a church, Um, you know, high school, college. I I probably would have never guessed that. But uh, God did the same and grew my heart for the church and for the local community. And and it was just a really cool way for God to write two stories together that we had kind of come from similar places, uh, but we're in opposite seasons of life, but found a, a very deep connection to the church and wanted to give back in some way. And so we were able to do that through songwriting and sharing those songs with our church. So that, that was the origin of, of All Sons and Daughters.
0: Okay, that's awesome. So you kind of met through your pastor then? Yeah. Nice. Um, what was the first song that you guys had written and then what was sort of the inspiration behind that?
2: Uh, yeah, there's a song called "Ready to Move" that we, we did. Um, we've never released. We it was one of the first songs we gave to the church before we were even doing anything, which was kind of the catalyst for um, this turning into All Sons and Daughters. But the song "Ready to Move" really came. I, I watched a movie called Sunshine Cleaning. This is going to sound wacky, but there was a scene in the movie um, where uh, they acknowledge God. And it was such a moving scene for me where I realized there are these characters who were stuck in this season of life, but they were longing for something deeper, a deeper connection and um and I was seeing that all around me in relationships and people that I was connected with a journey and so uh, I had kind of written this um chorus idea for that. And, and David, you know, really connected with it and I think we wrote it in maybe 30 minutes or an hour or something like that. Oh,
0: that's awesome. and
2: yeah. So it, it was cool. That was a, a fun beginning for us.
0: Yeah. That sounds, that sounds great. That's a cool story. Um, how do you guys, for all like the worship leaders or aspiring worship leaders out there, like everyone has a different song method. How do you guys go about writing your worship songs or just writing your songs? Is it more like meditating on lyrics and then adding music? Or do you start with the music and kind of just start to add the lyrics?
1: It's definitely a little bit of both. Um, A lot of stuff comes from lyric first and idea. It's it's really, um, for us, it's a little bit more difficult to kind of stem from the creating music and then trying to fit something to fit it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we always... Always start with kind of conversation, whether it's just me and Leslie or we're us writing with someone else. And um, we just talk about church, we talk about what God's doing in our small groups. We talk about what God's doing in the congregation. Um, and then we always try to tie it back to scripture, uh, always tying it back to the truth and um, and diving into things that have already been said um, in scripture, in hymns, and uh, the Book of Common Prayer, just places that that continue to inspire um, that truth.
0: Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, how did you guys, after you'd been doing music a while, how did you end up working with your producer?
1: Well, we actually go. We all go to church together.
0: Oh, Okay, that makes a lot of sense then.
1: Yeah, we the we me and Leslie led together one Sunday, and um, Paul was actually playing drums that week. Oh, and nice. we did a song that we called "Spirit Speaks." Um, it was on um, uh, the Sing EP, and um, he heard it, and he was like, "We got to record that song." Oh, that's so,
0: cool! Yeah,
1: kind of one of those that it was. It's always that's been cool. in the church, and it's kind of stayed that way.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's it's such a cool story to see how your community kind of just comes together, and then you're able to create such beautiful things. Yeah. Um, what's the story behind Brokenness Aside? Like, how did you choose the name for,
2: um, your guys' album?
0: Uh,
2: that, that song was, I feel like it came at a time in our church where, in the same regard of respective, um, ready to move, like, we felt like we were experiencing a lot of people and places and including ourselves where, um, I think people get stuck in shame and regret and brokenness, and they forget that God is a God of healing and redemption and restoration and reconciliation and relationships and and um and so that that song was birthed from kind of a moment of weakness in my life where I realized I just made a you know made a dumb decision and I caught myself singing that that chorus i 'm a sinner if it 's not one thing it 's another like i 'm literally every day you 're walking into um, making good decisions or bad decisions, and and so it was in almost in a in a prayer sort of way, acknowledging brokenness, but then also acknowledging the power of Jesus. And uh, so we we come from a church who really values telling stories and and acknowledging pasts and wounds, but then moving forward into something beautiful. And so we really felt like that song kind of embodied a lot of the message of what we were trying to communicate to our church and for us and and um and so that it felt like a fitting name for that first EP
0: okay yeah that's that's really cool I feel like especially because a lot of people might be able to resonate with similar stories you know yeah um, which I mean all the poor and powerless it seems like it's such an amazing song and it seems to be really popular among a lot of people that seem to listen um was there a story behind that song?
2: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> We're at each other. Oh. <laughs> it, it came from a sermon series that our pastor was doing on the psalms um, yeah. and it comes from psalm twenty two It's just kind of this beautiful um image of of what it will one day look like when we all join together and um and when we all praise as one and uh it was interesting it was kind of one of those it was the first song where whenever I come off the road and me and Leslie decided that we were gonna try to to actually keep writing these songs. That was the first song that we and that we had written um mm-hmm. uh, i had a I had a part, and she had another part, and we just sandwiched them together and um it was one of those that was just like, okay, here it is this is this is gonna be it so uh and it's turned out to be one that's been really really beautiful in the church
0: yeah, no it's definitely really powerful, and I feel like it probably affects a lot of people's lives. Um, Which songs are there any in particular that have impacted your lives most powerfully besides the ones we just chatted about?
2: Uh, I think for me, reason to sing has been a big one. Um, It came, it came from a conversation with my sister. And so it's very personal for me, but uh, Mm -hmm. we've seen that story, you know, take on its own life in a lot of people's stories Mm -hmm. because it acknowledges, um, the fact that you're, you, you are, you might find yourself in a place where worship is really difficult, but the irony is in that song, Mm -hmm. you're, you're singing that you need a reason to sing. And so it's like, you're doing the thing that you don't think you can do by singing it. (laughs) So there's something really beautiful and, and, uh, we, we actually took some of it from Psalm 13 and and uh, uh, the scripture from David and, and how I, I feel like there's something that I I, re- I realized in that scripture where David, at the very end, he says, after he kind of asked God all these questions, he says, um, But I will sing, for the Lord has been good always. And, and so David was a worshiper, and, and we know that it was something he did naturally. And, and it, that scripture kind of seems like it was tough for him in that moment to worship, but but he does. And uh, and so I feel like it, it kind of was this example for us as worshipers that even in the moments we don't feel like it, you can still do it, and and God can move through that and and change your spirit and your heart. Right, that's really
0: cool. Um, what about you, David?
1: Well, for me, uh, one every night is a song called "Your Glory," and it's just this mm-hmm. constant reminder of the need and the submission to God. Um, the verses, my life is yours. My hope is in you only, and it's just like every time I get to that line, it, it doesn't matter if it's the last song in the set or it's the first song in the set. It's, it's one of those just amazing reminders of the need uh, and the submission to it. And so I have a I have a little girl that's two years old, and mm-hmm. and um, my wife, and it's kind of this reminder that in the the mess of, of all of this life, no matter if it's home stuff or if it's church stuff, um, that there is this beautiful um, story that's being played out with a God who is there to stand beside and um, stand beside us.
0: Yeah, no, that's, it's such a true message. It really is. And I really feel like it is such a good reminder. Um, we actually, like, I know right now, Many churches sing your songs. So um, I live in San Luis Obispo and um, go to Calvary Slow. And you yep. guys actually, you played with Darren and Jesse Clark. So yep. there are worship leaders at the church. Uh, um, yeah, I actually, it's really funny because I actually trade them babysitting in exchange for recording and producing time. <laughs> so I actually really know them pretty well. Um, but I mean, we sing a lot of your songs at our church, which is cool. And the one you talked about, David, we sing that one as well as like, Oh, How I Need You and Great Are You, Lord. Um how does it feel, I mean, to know that your songs are being sung and used all over?
1: Uh, I mean, it's it's amazing to see how the body is connected with these. Well, whenever we wrote these, we didn't have the vision for other churches really singing. it. We just had the vision for trying to resource our church with music that was specifically for them. And so it's kind of been, it's, it's been, it's been really, really cool to be able to see um, that the pulse of the church outside of our four, four walls are still the same. The people that are in need of God. The people who are, who are in need of, of actually admitting our weaknesses and um, and just the, the the honest and vulnerable state. Um, and so it's been really really cool to to be able to to just see that. And uh, I can remember the first time we. Uh, we were in Denver, and we went to a church and um we just went to a sunday sunday night service and and we were there and we walked in and they were doing one of the songs and it was kind of one of those that was a bit surreal um to to watch and to hear people sing the lyrics and to see them connect with it and it was it was kind of an eye opener to to us Thank just you. to just to go okay god's doing something with this stuff, and we're just happy to be a part of it."
0: Right. Like, you would have never imagined that it would have gotten as big as it did, huh? Yeah. In the beginning. That's so cool. Um, so, I mean, with all the songs that you've written, um, and with all the people listening to them, I mean, what do you hope, What or what's your biggest hope of people to take away from them?
2: Uh, something that we, we always talk about is that, um, twofold really, but we hope to connect with other worship leaders and, communicate that there is, um, there's something really special about knowing your people and some worship leaders feel called to write songs for their church and others don't. And that's awesome. Um, we encourage both. And, um, but at the core of it, we say know your people because we believe that, uh, you will, um, when you know your people, you, you can lead them better. And there is, there is more to community than, uh, I think we have, uh, given credit to in the past, you know, couple decades in the church, you know, it's been more about programs and, um, other stuff, but really when it gets down to it, it's about relationships and knowing people and, and how to lead people well. And so we encourage worship leaders to do that. And, and if they're, if they desire to write songs for their church, uh, the only way they're going to be able to know what songs their church needs is if they know their people. Mm. And they're willing to walk in relationship with people and that means through the good stuff and the really difficult stuff And, um, and so uh and then you know in the other aspect for those who are not worship leaders we we hope that somehow our story and the fact that this is these songs are birthed out of community we hope it instills Uh, some sort of passion and and desire for local church again so that those people who who might be taking a step away from it or um feeling isolated we hope that this encourages them that um god is still moving in the church and um and he hopes to do miraculous things through it and so we're, we're just really passionate about that so
0: right no i really i think that's really beautiful especially the idea of knowing and understanding your people in order to create songs that you know will affect them you know um, that's cool. I mean, what it seems to, what's one of the biggest challenges about writing music that you guys have come across?
1: Um,
2: I don't know. I, I think we, it doesn't feel very like this is going to sound weird, but it doesn't feel challenging because we go into each session knowing that that might be for just that moment. So we don't have this, you know, this, this expectation that each writing session is going to produce a song for the church. But we know that the conversation is for a purpose and we know that we're going to worship in the moment. And so we we try not to feel challenged by it. I, I think the only time we've ever felt challenged is if we don't see eye to eye with the person we're writing with. So if, you know, David and I are writing with another person and and expectations are different or desires are different, then that's really, that's really tough. You know, if we go into writing session, and, and we have a desire to write for the church, um, but there are complications in that conversation. Um, that's when it's tough. But other than that, I mean, it's it's fantastic um, to be able to just sit and dialogue about Scripture and relationships and, and see God kind of create something really beautiful through that is always, is always awesome.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. Um, I mean, do you guys see yourself—I know you've toured around in the U.S. Um, do you see yourself going outside of the U.S. at all, or— um, like in the future,
1: yeah, we're actually going to the, the UK. We're going to play a big, big church day out, which is a big festival that's over there. Cool, um, we're doing that. And
2: where else are we going? But yeah, there's a few dates this year. Right. We're looking at. I think there's one in Sweden, and then right. uh, a couple in Germany, and and we have some uh, some folks from our church actually planted a church in, in Cape Town, South Africa, and so we've been yeah. trying to get over there. So yeah, the international thing I feel like is just starting to kind of we're starting to have those conversations. So we'll see how it goes in the next year.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. That's awesome. Um is there anything like you that you could possibly tell us about the up and coming songs that you're working on? Or one of the up and coming albums?
1: No, nope, we can't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I figured I had to ask. No, I'm just kidding. No, we we totally can. We're excited. Um we have a lot of songs that we're we're seeing come to life just in the last week, being in the studio and taking on their own identity and really excited about sharing them with people. We've, half of them, we've already started singing in our church. And, and so it's kind of funny, you know, I think we've been singing in the last eight months and it's like, Oh, we haven't even put these on a record yet. So it's, it's fun that we get to do that, but um, there's a sweetness to this song. So it's really rooted in, in, um, in a deep love and understanding of, the grace of God. So I feel like that's kind of where they've really originated from, which is pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. Um, well, we're all excited to get to hear them whenever they're finished. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to um, to meet with us and to kind of chat a little bit. Um, yeah, your music is such an inspiration to so many people, so it's cool to hear kind of the voice behind the songs and to just kind of chat a little bit and Um, Just hear some of your thoughts. Awesome.
2: awesome. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah,
0: I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. As always, head over to iTunes, subscribe, give us a rating and a review. It really helps us connect with more worship leaders over there. And be sure to head over to thechurchcollective.com and connect with us if you haven't. There's just so many opportunities to get plugged in. We would love to connect with you.